Welcome to the Voices in Recovery podcast. Voices in Recovery is produced by Freedom's Path Recovery Society, a registered Canadian charity. If you enjoy the podcast, please consider a donation at www.freedomspathrecoverysociety.ca. All donations go directly to assisting Freedom's Path in providing services free of charge and helps us keep the podcast going. We are grateful for any and all donations. This podcast discusses difficult topics such as childhood abuse, drug and alcohol use, sexuality, sexualized trauma, and more. If you are under the age of 18, please speak with your legal guardian prior to listening. The opinions expressed during the podcast are those of the individual and not those of Voices in Recovery or Freedom's Path Recovery Society. Thank you for listening, and I hope you enjoy the podcast. This podcast is being recorded on the traditional land of the Blackfoot Confederacy. This consists of the Kainai, Pekani, Siksika, and the Blackfeet in the U.S. We acknowledge the Stony Nakoda, which consists of the Bearspaw, Morley, and Chinookie. We acknowledge the Satuna, who are Dene, and the Métis, Inuit, status and non-status from all of Turtle Island, and those who are visiting. We are all treaty people. Welcome, Sarah. Thank you for coming. Thank you. Right on. So please, you take it away. I Like we were just talking about, um, I'm interested to hear the whole thing. So if you start from birth, that's great. Okay. <laughs> yeah, awesome. Well, it's, it's cool to start, especially because I'm in recovery mm-hmm. right from the start. So my mom came into the program um, 42 years ago. Wow. And discovered she was pregnant with me after she entered the program. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she has, she'll ha- she had 42 years in June. Okay. Um, Congratulations to your mom. Isn't that spectacular? That's amazing. Uh, she met my stepfather at the Garnet Block, actually, and that's still, uh, <laughs> he, I consider him my birth father, yeah. but um, that's still his home group. He's made coffee at the Sunday morning Garnet um, men's meeting for that long. Oh, really? And he's hardly ever missed, so that's yeah. kind of neat. She oh. was going to give me up for adoption, or th- was thinking about it. She didn't know how she'd raise a baby. Mm-hmm. It was probably the last thing in the world she would have expected. And being um, new in recovery myself at one time, I can't imagine what that must have been like for her. Yeah. Um, and my brother, Joe, was mm-hmm. uh, 15 years old when she, she came into the program. Okay. So he very quickly saw my mom change, right, mm-hmm. after so many years of turmoil. Some um, peace was coming into mm-hmm. the home. And uh, long story short, she um, went for counseling at ADAC, and they said to write a pros and cons list. And... There were a lot of things on the con list, Mm -hmm. but the one thing that was evident is that nobody could love me the way they could. And Mm -hmm. Joe used to show up at her work begging her to keep me and Mm -hmm. all kinds of stuff like that. So that's that's the way they went. And so Mm -hmm. I grew up in recovery, and I mean in. I was at meetings all the time. The 1835 dances were my thing. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I was excited all month for Mm -hmm. those. And that's kind of... um, when I turned of age and started branching out into the world, I didn't know you drank at Christmas. I didn't Mm -hmm. know you drank at baby showers. I didn't know you drank when you went camping. It was so foreign. Mm -hmm. And my my birth father had died from alcoholism. um, And because I had grown up so closely with the program, I had lost heroes myself. Mm -hmm. Um, 
I was terrified of it, mm -hmm. terrified of it. Um, my brother had me, and he always jokes, Alateen, Alatot, Alatot. <laughs> so just really, really involved. Yeah. And eventually, um, as it does, my own, my own disease finally reared mm -hmm. its head. Uh, I believe some people, I think we're born with it. Um, I think some people write from the shoot. Mm. Others, it, it happens eventually. They talk about that in the big book, that eventually, but once you cross the line, you won't yeah. go back. And my 30th year of life, I um, left a marriage. And um, I remember the moment alcohol changed for me. Uh, I had been living in a marriage that I had no business being in. I had three little kids. Um, at that time and suffering mm -hmm. and a girlfriend came over and it was kind of out of character for me um, to, to drink really mm -hmm. it wasn't something I did very often it w wasn't a big deal in my life at that time but that relief mm -hmm. that magic that sense of ease and comfort mm -hmm. my chaos slowed my breathing steadied, and I felt peace for the first time in a long time. And that, I'll never forget the moment where alcohol became different than it ever had been. And, you know, I'm not going to dive into a lot of what that looked like. I think we all know what that looks like. Mm -hmm. In parts of the big book, it says it takes off fast for women. It did for me. Mm -hmm. um, Can I ask you about that? Yeah. Why do you think that is? That it takes off quickly? Yeah. No idea, but okay. I can tell you because there's a relapse as part of my story as well. Mm -hmm. And we're told about that too, but the difference between when I quit drinking then and when I quit drinking after my, re like the mm -hmm. progression at my relapse, yeah. holy crow, both of them, the progression was mm -hmm. mind boggling. Yeah. Yeah. No, I. It can be so insane, hey? Oh. Yeah, it was. Mm -hmm. I think that was, but you know what? Like that helped me to identify as a real alcoholic. Right? <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's what they're talking about there. <laughs> I get it now. <clears throat> yeah, so um, I remember the moment I got the, when I decided to get sober, um, I did something out of character. So I had all these rules, as you know, we do as addicts or alcoholics, where we're trying to manage the unmanageable. So mm. didn't drink in front of my kids, would break that rule, wouldn't mm. drink through the week, would break that rule, right? And, mm. it, and it progressed. And I didn't have my kids one weekend and woke up on a Sunday morning, um, probably still drunk, and made the choice to go to a rodeo with some friends. Mm. And I, I hit that tipping point. I had had a couple of drinks and I could feel that one more, you're not controlling this. Mm -hmm. And I, it was in that moment that I chose that over everything else, right? Mm -hmm. Like that was like my waking hour. And then I had to wake up the morning after with that mess, knowing mm -hmm. my kids would get dropped off to a drunk mother and all of these things. And I remember if my external life was manageable, it like gave me permission to keep drinking, right? Mm -hmm. It's managing everything else. That's how powerful it is. Moving heaven and earth in my, in my world so I can continue doing this mm -hmm. thing because it's that sacred, right? Yeah. Like unbelievable. Uh, and I woke up and um, the, the, that deep anxiety and the, the thought you need to stop this, um, 
I think when we're going against our soul, you're in a special kind of living hell. Mm -hmm. And that was going totally against my soul, not just the drinking, but the behaviors and all mm -hmm. of that. And I would just absolutely suffer inside after it, with something happened, nothing happened, mm -hmm. um, especially towards the end there. Suffer, suffer, suffer. I couldn't have not one drink without remorse the next yeah. day. And, but the, the thing is, my family's in recovery. So mm -hmm. if I stick my hand out, <laughs> now I'm marked for life, right? Yeah. And they'll never leave you alone. They'll never leave you alone <laughs> about it. So I, uh, I got brave, right? I, mm -hmm. I remember all the, all the crazy thoughts that seem realistic at that time. And I think it's funny to watch how at one time I couldn't believe people drank to things. Mm -hmm. And at the next... I couldn't imagine how you wouldn't not drink to these things. Mm -hmm. It's the just the polarity of that shift in in thinking and everything. Mm -hmm. um, eventually, like stupid thoughts, like how am I ever going to go to Jamaica? Like I'm a single mom of three kids. I'm mm -hmm. hardly making it, and I'm planning a trip to Jamaica. And how am I going to drink at it? That's how yeah. sickening the thinking <laughs> can be. Well, I know the thinking for sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what? What yeah. about this? I, did, I had never even wanted to go to Jamaica before yeah. that. <laughs> but now I'm worried about it. <laughs> but I did. I reached out. I reached out for help. And that night, my brother took me to a meeting. It was the NCFC uh, beginners meeting Over on a Monday night. Yeah. Right and uh, I told him on the way there that okay, I'm doing this. I was so scared, mm -hmm. as we all are, right? Yeah. And I, I said, I'm not reading anything and I'm not talking. And he said, if you're, if you're smart, if he asks something of you, you'll do it. Mm -hmm. And I did both at that meeting. And yeah. the next day I went to um, the Whedon, Whedon Hall Freedom Group in Cochrane, mm -hmm. and that became my home group. And okay. I couldn't, as a single mom, do more than one meeting a week mm -hmm. for a, a long time. And I was scared because... Um, I knew what all the recommendations were. Mm -hmm. And my mom just said, we're just going to trust God mm -hmm. so long as you're doing what you can do. Yeah. And I was okay. And I dove in and it's amazing how quickly life can change mm -hmm. within six months. Like, I guess I should touch on that too. I grew up with a very, very low sense of self. And mm -hmm. one of those, those deep rooted beliefs was that I was stupid. Mm -hmm. Um, Within six months, I was in university, mm -hmm. right? I, I was never going back to school. And with yeah. six months, I was there mm -hmm. doing a very, very challenging program. Mm -hmm. And uh, there wouldn't have been room in my life for that, you know? What program did you do? Uh, I am a registered massage therapist. Okay. So I did my first year at Mount Royal University. And it was, you know, I was thir 31 years old, mm -hmm. <laughs> had been out of school for so long, this deep-rooted belief that I'm trying to change that I'm stupid mm -hmm. and it is a hard program, yeah. you know, and just feeling like they're speaking a foreign language and um, all of a sudden you understand this foreign language mm -hmm. that they're speaking. And I very quickly learned uh, that this was a passion of mine. Um, my whole life I had been told that I had a healing touch. I had done a lot of different courses kind of skirting around the edges of mm -hmm. doing something like that. I went into school wholeheartedly believing that I would be, you know, um, in a spa or some kind of environment like mm -hmm. that. 
and uh, once again proven wrong about what I think I know about me. Mm -hmm. And I uh, have a very science geared mind. I love research mm -hmm. and I went full science minded, deep tissue, therapeutic, mm -hmm. what's wrong and let's fix it. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm, it turns out very skilled there. So, mm -hmm. Well, good for you. Yeah, it's funny mm -hmm. how much you learn that you're so wrong about yeah, that, and that's an interesting point, right? Mm -hmm. It's because most of us come in and, and there's sobriety and we have no idea what we're capable of, no, right? No, not a clue. We have believed our lives for so long yeah. that we just think we're fucking done. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, you know, and that's kind of what's been sitting with me um, like a toad in my heart lately a lot is mm -hmm. just how much, especially after the year I've just had and what I've come through on the other side, it's like... It's unlocked that um, obsession with outcome mm -hmm. and more of a passion around what I'm doing right now, mm -hmm. <clears throat> which we, we, grow, we grow up and we hear these things and we know the importance of that. But knowing it, hearing it and knowing it in your heart and acting like it and behaving it, mm -hmm. it is a totally, two totally different yeah. things and yeah. like... How do you let go? You know what I mm -hmm. mean? It's just yeah. this experience that you have. Mm -hmm. It's an evolution. It's not really like a light switch flicking on and yeah. off. It's learned. Mm -hmm. And sometimes very slowly. Yeah. <laughs> and some of us even slower than others. Yeah. <laughs> this guy. Yeah. 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 Bit by bit by bit. Bit by hey. bit. Yeah. Yeah. Now I don't even remember where... Where well, go. you were talking about how hard this last year was and something surrounding that. Yeah, okay. Well, we can go back there. So I sure. had um, almost nine very successful years in recovery. Okay. I accomplished a lot. I did a lot. I went through a lot. Mm -hmm. um, my first two weeks of recovery, uh, I had to put my old dog down, you know, mm. and it was funny because... A couple of months before that, I was told that it was time to put her down, but mm -hmm. that I wasn't ready. And uh, when I when that w event was going to happen, I had prepared the party side to, mm -hmm. to all of it. And I, w I was, it, what a huge blessing to be turned away for a time. Mm -hmm. And when I did put her down, I got to be there for my children, mm -hmm. grieve her properly, mm -hmm. be in it. Yeah. And there's lots of different stories around that, that you just see God in, mm -hmm. in all these little things yeah. and it light, light, lights your path, even through pain, you know? It's amazing like, too, hey, because you can see that, you can see the light maybe because of that contrast when yeah. that light comes through such a dark yeah. time. Yeah, oh yeah. yeah. So I think uh, 100%. <clears throat> so I had, like I talked a lot about, a little bit about earlier about my obsession with outcomes, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm a passionate person and when there's an idea in my head, I'm ready to go after it. Mm -hmm. It's, that's not the worry for me. It's where to rain back always mm -hmm. is the worry for me. Um, I had worked really, really hard to buy a home. That was the big, like there were some things mm -hmm. since childhood that were the big dream, you know, for sure. um, marriage and children and owning a home and <clears throat> all of these sorts of things. And I had finally gotten there. I had the, uh, most of my down payment saved and I went and got a pre-approval and they pre-approved me and we used a little bit, not much of my child support to boost the income. I could have mm -hmm. done it on my own, but just to make the deal sweeter kind of thing. Yeah. 
um, I needed, I think it was something stupid, like $1,500 more for the home I was trying to purchase, which was a home I had been in for eight months and, mm -hmm. or not eight months, eight years, sorry, mm -hmm. um, at that time. And my ex-husband stopped paying child support. So when it came to time to sign the papers, I wasn't mm -hmm. able to prove that side. And then they said, you need a co-signer or a... Um, 10% down, which I didn't have. I had mm -hmm. five, which was a miracle that I had done that. Yeah. And long story short, I didn't, I didn't get the home. I had to get out of the home I was in quite quickly. Um, and I couldn't find a home. I had to get a storage unit and mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. It was pretty scary, but last minute found, found a home. Mm -hmm. But what happened was, um, a deep resentment towards God mm -hmm. in that moment. Yeah. Uh, a big, I'm, okay, I'm done with mm -hmm. this, right? Like you can see me, I've floundered and fought and tried and all in good light, right? Like it, it talks in the big book in step three, even in our best intentions, mm -hmm. right? Am I not still trying to get my way? Mm -hmm. Even if it looks really good, you know, mm -hmm. like that whole part in that book is me, mm -hmm. like, like any addict, but um, yeah. that part resonates with me a lot and, I did. I felt abandoned mm -hmm. and got a resentment. I quickly ended up in a relationship with a gentleman that I have known since junior high. And that was my first relationship since my marriage ended nine years before that. I had focused on me, myself mm -hmm. and the kids and um, probably not the best time to step into a relationship, but you can play with all of that, those ideas, mm -hmm. if, ands, and buts, but I did. Mm -hmm. And um, about, I guess about two years into that re relationship, I relapsed mm -hmm. eventually. Um, I started out strong, but that resentment was there. Mm -hmm. I had turned away. Um, I had gotten farther and farther away from my fellowship in the mm -hmm. program. It was farther and farther away from my last meeting, mm -hmm. farther and farther away from my last reading. Um, but again, there's signposts. I had a friend from high school reach out to me within a week of my relapse mm -hmm. asking for help and I was able to be there. And mm -hmm. I think one of the crazy parts about it is if you would have asked me five minutes before my relapse, if I drink again, I would have told you no. Yeah. Like, I believe it. Yeah, <laughs> I do. I just morning. believe it. Our yeah. brain is just wired like that. Oh my gosh. Like, yeah. um, but that's the thing, right? They say cunning, baffling, and powerful. Mm -hmm. And in that fleeting moment, if you're too far away from any of those things, mm -hmm. what, what is the first knee jerk reaction is to drink. Mm -hmm. That will be to drink, right? Yeah. Um, we'll find our default setting. A hundred percent. And what my, what my brain conceives as relief mm -hmm. and, uh, the relationship was tumultuous. Mm -hmm. uh, we were on a family holiday. It was exceptionally stressful. Uh, we were way far out, uh, in the bush, uh, and the pressure cooker was on. There was no cell service and yada, yada, yada. And in a moment I drank and it was, um, the next, I guess I relapsed for about a year, I think. And in that time I did have more time sober than I did 
in active mm -hmm. addiction. Like yeah. I would get months here and there together on my own. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> but when it would come off, mm -hmm. it would come off. So before, when I quit drinking, I was drinking, um, I don't want to say here and there because it was a little bit more than that, but more here and there mm -hmm. to drinking in the morning, to drinking, you know, like in these obscene, mm -hmm. hiding the drinking, like that was something I was really, I didn't want anybody telling me what the fuck to do. Mm -hmm. I needed this. And that was the crazy thing too, is... I needed it to live. Mm -hmm. it, that's what it became to. Yeah. You want me to live, breathe, and function? I'm going to need this. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, what, what a wild ride that was all through, through that. The relationship, um, there was a lot of physical abuse, mm. a tremendous amount of emotional abuse um, tied up with, uh, a lot of love and care too, you know, the, mm -hmm. some of the ways that he showed me love I'd never received or knew were possible before. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm grateful for that. Mm -hmm. um, but w the damaging side of that relationship, there's a part of me that broke mm -hmm. um, right in half, but it needed to break, mm -hmm. you know, like this, he was like an outside incarnation of my bad inside voice mm -hmm. and okay. he he helped me bring that to the surface and break it you mm -hmm. know uh and while i don't like the path <laughs> that it took to do that i'm grateful mm -hmm. i'm grateful for that um that something positive could have come out of all that negative yeah so positive no doubt. you know like um the polar opposite to how dark mm -hmm. the light came in mm -hmm. and uh now i've got Two years, just two years sober again now. Right on, congrats. Yeah, thank you yeah, very good much. Job. Yeah, uh, that was a that was a crazy that was a crazy road. And mm -hmm. to touch on that too, um, I got sober and COVID happened, and mm -hmm. the relationship ended, and um, I had to leave another home, mm -hmm. and there was nowhere to go, and I was working out of that home. And it came down, I got COVID. <clears throat> so it was, this was April and I had to be out May 1st and April 26th, I'm looking for places. It's evident I'm not going to find a place to live and work. Mm -hmm. So now I'm looking for places. How do I feed my kids? Um, commercial space is insane mm -hmm. to do that. Like the, the cost of commercial is wild in Cochrane. Mm -hmm. But on a whim, I just got to do something and, and found the spot. And my kids and I moved in with my mom and dad for about six months. So um, they never complained. They took us in without missing a beat mm. and cared for us through that time. Um, but they've got a two-bedroom home. Mm. There's me and my four kids are up in the open-to-below loft. And mm. we figured it out. But... I, I did all the renovations on the clinic and opened it within the second week of May and kept going. But when I did find a home and moved in, I tanked mm -hmm. emotionally. And I had to 
at that just before that I was going to my home group meeting which is seven days a week seven in the morning seven days a week and if they hadn't given me that the leg mm -hmm. over that first year there man yeah. I don't know what mm -hmm. would have happened but most likely another relapse but I got I was diagnosed with CPTSD and uh, because I had been in flight mode for so so long mm -hmm. I, I absolutely tanked and that that was another interest like some of us have other things right and that was another Most of us do, other yeah. thing I had to deal mm -hmm. with and much like my alcoholism I'm I'm powerless over that mm -hmm. I don't decide when my system goes erratic and sometimes it's the worst <laughs> moment mm -hmm. that it can but I'm I'm learning how to um, take care of it when it is there mm -hmm. so all in evolution I guess right? yeah it yeah. absolutely is yeah right on so you've been in the same clinic for two years now no or? it's a it's a year, a year? it'll okay. be a year May, May, May 1st. 1st yeah right that on. I've had it yeah and uh you know when I came out of the last big trigger that I had um yeah, you look around, that was never, owning a clinic was never the big dream of mine. I wanted to have um, a clinic in my home. Mm -hmm. um, some of the machineries and special tools that I do have at work, I wanted that to be there. Mm -hmm. uh, but I, d I didn't think I had, not what it takes, but the time in my life to run a business mm -hmm. of that of that level. And... Um, once again, you know, like I've got to be grateful for where you're so wrong. But one of the neat things I'm finding right now is that I get cornered now and forced. No, this is who mm -hmm. you are, like it or not. If we've got to take your home away, if we've mm -hmm. got to take this, you're you're going to stand on your path. Mm -hmm. And what's come out the backside is my whole life I've been a dream chaser, right? Mm -hmm. I'm trying to get there, trying to get there. And... I'm, I'm standing in everything that I've ever wanted now, mm -hmm. right there. And it's, um, what a place to be, you yeah, know, it's pretty and cool. it, like, yeah, it's now, what are you going to do with this mm -hmm. thing where now, or, uh, be keeping a watchful eye of those thoughts that you don't deserve this, mm -hmm. or, you know, you've got to watch those things cause they can creep up in nonchalant ways too, right? Like, yeah. um, Am I being effective with my time or am I shutting down? Am mm -hmm. I, you know, all of these yep. things that I've got to watch, which I believe come from that low sense of self where do I, do I deserve it? Even mm -hmm. if it's not up here swirling around in my mind, yeah. but I've been awestruck more probably this past six months than ever in my life. At, really? Eh? Yeah. At how amazing life is mm -hmm. really, you know, and, um, that shift, you know, when I had not gotten that very, very first home, uh, when that resentment first started and what I believe to be the beginning of my relapse, I, cu I, I couldn't understand why would that happen? Like, mm -hmm. why would that happen? And when that acute pain left and I knew like, even though I would still feel emotions around it, I knew deep down all there's going to be a day I understand why mm -hmm. that all happened, maybe. And yeah. now I know why that all happened, mm -hmm. right? And um, the home that I'm in isn't fully in my name, but it will be. Mm -hmm. um, and it's a dream come true. Like, Congrats. I couldn't have written down on paper 
a more mm. perfect place for me and my family mm. and we're safe and uh, we feel like home there. Mm. I haven't felt at home since probably 2002 where mm -hmm. I didn't feel like at any moment this could get ripped out from under me. Yeah. And as a, as a mom, that's a big deal. Mm -hmm. You want to feel rooted and safe and of secure, course. right? Yeah. At that level. So it's, yeah, pretty spectacular. No doubt. Yeah. So, so tell us about your clinic. Yeah. You have this clinic and, and honestly, I, I, I know there's stuff going on in the unseen world. God's got this stuff under control because I saw that's how we came to be here yes, today. Was, that's right. It was, I was in a moment, I was just finished meditating and I looked at Facebook for like two seconds and I'm like, oh yeah, I got to invite her on because yeah. I meant to yeah. forever. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it was right there in front of me that, oh, okay, I can ask her about the business, but also her story. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So in my career, I've done some really amazing things. I ended up working with really, really high level um, sports athletes at mm -hmm. the Olympic level and beyond. Um, and I learned how to treat really, really quickly, mm -hmm. really, really effectively. So the science indicates that uh, massage can uh, increase power, strength, and endurance mm -hmm. by 20%. Really? Yeah. So if you're talking a bobsled athlete mm -hmm. who's the difference between first place and 10th is points of a second, mm -hmm. that matters. Yeah. Like it matters. So yeah. uh, it, that... And especially working behind the scenes with all the tools that they have and the science that they have mm -hmm. to, to watch and see progress happen yeah. or how you can make progress happen or how do we get this injury healed more quickly, more effectively mm -hmm. um, so this person can get going doing their skill. Like that really ignited a passion in me. Mm -hmm. And in a way... Um, formed how I treat, well, not in a way, it totally formed how I treat, but when you move into a clinic setting and outside, you're confined to this, I have to treat in a mm -hmm. one hour session, right? Yeah. So um, there was always this thing in me, uh, or if you're talking non-treatment, non maybe somebody just wants a deep tissue mm -hmm. or, or whatever, you know, it's, I like my soul lights up when you come in and tell me that there's been an injury there mm -hmm. for blank many years and nobody can figure it out and I take them and I make them pain-free. That mm -hmm. lights my soul up. I so bet. walking into it, I, I knew there were some tools that I wanted to get outside of just manual therapy. I knew that I wanted a traction table mm -hmm. and I knew because I have a personal experience with a traction table. So that works anything from herniated discs, um, to just muscle spasms. So mm -hmm. uh, it, they call it the non-surgical surgical table. So okay. any kind of neurological issues or anything like that. So I was able to get one of those in there. Like that is a dream come true. Mm -hmm. That was the first dream come true in the clinic. And um, I knew then, okay, now I can be really effective here. Then I did a ton more research and I found that shockwave, you know, if I can't reach it, it can. Mm. or if it's been there for a long time, like this thing even works right down to a bone level. So wow. I've built my clinic up to a place now where if it's not surgical, mm -hmm. I can probably get it, which okay. is pretty phenomenal. You know, um, I had a woman come in two weeks ago and she was exacerbated, uh, chronic knee pain. She finally paid for an MRI on her own. It was an injury. She had a tear in there. Mm. It's um, not yet surgical. Mm -hmm. It will be though. Yeah. And she, she came in and looked me in the eye and she said, a dear friend of mine referred me and 
to be honest, I don't have any hope for this. Mm -hmm. And the next time she came back, she said, Sarah, this was remarkably different. Mm -hmm. That's what I get to do mm -hmm. day in and day out in right there on. is take, take people or that can't stand up straight or, mm -hmm. um, take it, take injuries that are new and get people going much, much quicker. Mm -hmm. And that I just genuinely love what I do and created a space. It's funny cause you get in there and like I said, it wasn't the dream. So, okay, they pass the keys. I'm going to open in a week. I've never had a vision before. Mm -hmm. Now what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what what do I want this business I've never thought about having? What do mm -hmm. I want it to be? You know, usually people are like this this is what I want the aesthetic mm -hmm. to look like. This is what I want the name and it was mm -hmm. like you've got 1 minute to decide. <laughs> that was the other thing, right? I needed the waters to part in a big way. I needed biz business licenses. Mm -hmm. I needed EHS clearance. I needed fire inspections mm -hmm. and I had to put that caveat when I offered, did the offer for the lease. Like, it just depends if I can get this all done. Mm -hmm. It's COVID. Nothing's operating mm -hmm. as usual. And yeah. I got it done. Like, right in, in less than a week, I had a business license, four days, fire Excellent. inspection, AHS clearance. Like, right it was on. wild to watch the whole thing just bewilderment. Really. No doubt. Yeah, where yeah. you just, every... Every door I needed mm -hmm. opened, every gate just, yeah. there you go. And that was, you know, um, to, to look back at it, you're, I'm in shock, really, mm -hmm. at the awe of it all. It's pretty wild what can happen. Yeah, and look how hard I had to get forced. Mm -hmm. I had to get put out of my home. Mm -hmm. You're going to be homeless. Like, here's, here's what has to happen. Yeah. And um, so now it's like, now I know just get out of my own way, mm -hmm. right? Get out of my own way. And uh, enough of this, Sarah, this is what Sarah thinks she needs, right? Mm -hmm. I even do that with my business now, right? Like I have some ideas of where I'd like it to go, but I'm open, like mm -hmm. <laughs> whatever you want to bring in there. We've yeah. got a yoga class in there now and you can feel it when you're in there. That's going to do well. Mm -hmm. And um, I, w I wouldn't have drummed that up. That was a, a situation where an uh, old receptionist of mine that um, has taught yoga for I, pff, almost all her life, mm -hmm. she's just a white light of a human being. And the gym she was teaching at at that time got shut down and it pop just popped into my head, see if she needs the space. And like I get to just offer that to her. Uh, that's the other dream that I do have is that, you know, working under other, other people for so long, you, you kind of get held at a certain level financially. Mm -hmm. And I've never been financially di driven. It's always been treatment outcome. And as a business person, like you have to start thinking financial value, mm -hmm. but I knew in my heart that I wanted this to be a place where other practitioners could thrive. Mm -hmm. Um, both in their practice and financially, not just um, paying somebody else's bill mm -hmm. all the time. Yeah. And so it looks like that might start percolating for okay, me. Okay, cool. So that's good. Yeah. yeah, that's really awesome. Yeah. I think you get like a person or a business, whatever, gets more, um, it gets more, I don't know what's the word, stable that I'm looking for or settled when there's lots of participants, right? Like a hundred percent and offerings. And I ended up mm -hmm. naming my clinic, uh, the well clinic because the, I, in the, in the two seconds I had at the registry, 
getting <laughs> getting my business. <laughs> so you hadn't even thought of a name yet? No. Wow. No, okay. I, w I had been operating under Massage by Sarah Chason, and I've always known on a heart level that I can't, whatever the name has is, it has to be a little bigger than just massage because it's not really what I just do. Mm -hmm. So um, I wanted it to embody whole body wellness. Mm -hmm. You know, I'd love to see some kind of counseling service in mm -hmm. there. I'd love to see um, singing bowls. I'd love to see a natural path. I'd mm -hmm. love to see a family doc in there. Like mm -hmm. it really, it, it's limited, unlimited where it could go. Um, and I'd like to let it just go that way. Mm -hmm. So long as the, the core of it stays with that wellness, that wholesome. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I can't really have like a <laughs> mechanic in there or whatever. No, maybe. but something, in, something <laughs> yeah. in line with yeah. like, and if you ever need a social worker, you just know where to look. You yeah, just exactly. Ask me, well, if you're doing, if you're open to doing any counseling on there, we'll, we'll of course we'll throw you. And I, I give my I give my services for free. So oh, do you really? Yeah, that's of amazing. Yeah, I, yeah, that's something we should for sure talk about. I'd be happy to. Yeah, because I, mean, I yeah, piece of cake. Yeah, like that's that's the thing. Like my friend that started the yoga class, she's like, well, I think we should do a split. I'm like, mm -hmm. I'll tell you what, we'll do a split if you need this space more than once a week. Mm -hmm. But for now, like, it's good to just have that energy. So yeah. I'm able to just do that. Like, it would be sitting empty. Mm -hmm. Why, like, why not offer it? Mm -hmm. I've had other, actually, practitioners um, in there, a naturopath that usually goes home to home but wasn't able to come in. And, mm -hmm. like, no, I didn't charge for that. Just come yeah. in and be in the space, right? Like, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, it, to be able to offer that, right? Everything's mm -hmm. become so dollar-valued oh, that... Yeah. Uh, and I'm trying to learn that everything does have to have a dollar value, um, but I don't want that to be mm -hmm. the driver, which may or make me a great businesswoman or a horrible one to be determined. Well, I'm not. I'm not dollar driven either, so I yeah. I can appreciate where you're coming from. Yeah. I mean, obviously, people who are more dollar driven might think that we're naive. But, yeah. Yeah. But I. You know what? Like I might be naive, but I'd still be rather naive. be able to help than yeah, not. Yeah, no, so. 100%. And it's like, but it's but there's the crossover, right? Mm -hmm. In my personal life, it's like I need more money. And yep. then in the, in the work life, it's, For sure. yeah, somewhere they need to meld. But yeah, no, I've been I've been so blessed this year with this with this sort of thing. Mm -hmm. It'll be interesting to see where it all goes, that's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the cool thing is is that it's it's out of your hands. Right. Yeah, you yeah. just got to participate yeah. and let it go where it's going, 100%, right? Yeah. yeah. That that was another interesting thing actually. I wanted to bring in vibration therapy. Mm. Um which is super interesting. At one time like it, it's that vibration plate. We've seen them in mm -hmm. gyms. They marketed it as a weight loss tool, which weight loss is energy in and energy out. That's mm. it's super simple that way. Um this thing fires your muscles like you've gone on a huge run, mm -hmm. but it's low impact. So yes. now that you've got people that are after surgery mm -hmm. or aren't mobile, now you're being able to give them an, an ability to be mobile and mm -hmm. get your muscles working, you know, um, which is so vital, oh, right? Yeah. Like the science used to be uh, elevate and rest and don't mm -hmm. move the sucker. And now they're like, move the heck out of it. Mm -hmm. Don't ice it. Yeah. Get moving, right? Uh, it creates, um, stimulates more osteoblast mm. stimulation. So that's the cells in the bone that create bone. Mm. 
Um, they're doing studies with this on Parkinson's. Uh, all the short-term studies have passed and now they're moving mm -hmm. into long, long term. So your lymphatic system is dependent on your uh, muscular system. So it flex, uh, contracts and relaxes mm -hmm. really, really quick. That's what gets your lymph system going. That's okay. why a walk is really good if you've yep. been lazy all day or whatever. Mm -hmm. You feel sludgy and it just, that movement. Yeah. And I really, really wanted one. And again, not dollar driven. I want to just provide it, right? Mm. Like I'm not, I've got the shockwave. I have traction. I have the vibration. I don't upcharge. Mm -hmm. You come for an appointment. I want to be able to just do what I believe is indicated if, if the patient's consents to mm -hmm. it. I don't want to like, well, and you obviously, oh, oh well, here's this magical tool mm -hmm. that could help you more. No, yeah. I just want to treat it. So the machine for like a commercial level machine is quite expensive. And my, I, my accountant said, well, and I had already bought two very expensive machines. And she said, how much revenue is mm -hmm. it going to bring in? And I said, well, I don't want to charge for it. She's like, no. So then um, telling, uh, <laughs> you've got to stop. So no, you can't do that. Yeah, no, no. no. <laughs> so then I'm telling a client of mine um, about it. And she said, I have one. Mm -hmm. I'm giving it to you. So I got it. Beautiful machine. Hardly ever used. Mm -hmm. Commercial grade. She gifted it to me. Wow. Now I don't have to charge for it. Yeah. Like, how beautiful is that? It's right? Like, I get to. And it's awesome. Like, um, it's an awesome machine to have mm -hmm. in there. There's so much re research around hip movement and all of that, right? Mm -hmm. From um, autism to... Mm -hmm all over the place so it's awesome that i have that and i just tell people even if they're not coming in for treatment they could just come into the clinic and use it i teach them mm. how to program it and yep. away you go yeah wow good yeah. for you yeah it's awesome mm -hmm. yeah that is awesome yeah is there anything else you want to talk about i i am like blown away so let's no. how can people get in touch with you um the probably the, an email or something like yeah, that. yeah well the website there's a booking button oh, on it there you so go. um it the the email or the website is the wellclinic.health okay and the uh email is info at the wellclinic.health perfect yeah okay. thank you yeah you're welcome yeah because i hope and i i know there's people out there that like myself who have chronic pain right and, oh yeah and by the sounds of it there's maybe some things that can be done 100 percent. the chronic pain side to everything is pretty, um, pretty sensational actually. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, you'll have to come. Yeah. Come I'm going to have to come check it out for come sure. Come check it out. Yeah. yeah. No, it's, um, I can't hear like, oh, oh maybe I just can't do that anymore. Mm -hmm. mm -mm. Let's try. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. It's worth a shot, yeah, right? Yeah. Let's right try. Yeah. And I'm, I'm in it as far as the people are. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. So if there's anything you could tell somebody out there who maybe was suffering in silence to maybe help them find their way to get some help, what would you tell people? Hmm. Like the one thing to tell somebody. Or, or whatever, things that would work would have worked for you if you had heard it maybe or something you did hear that worked for you. And you don't have to suffer. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You don't have to suffer and mm -hmm. uh, you're not alone. And uh, you're not as bad as you think you are. Mm. I think that would be a big one. And that's huge because we all think we're bad. Yeah, we do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
and um, you don't know how uh, how good it can be if you just let go a little. <laughs>